So, Chavra, we are continuing with our dreams series. We're going to learn a, a, a shocking story. And when, when I use the word shocking, I talk, I mean, it's a shocking story. How, how much tragedy befell one of the greatest of our Chachamim, whose name was Rava, a contemporary of Abaye, and all based on a dream interpreter choosing to give a negative interpretation, all based on the one principle that we are learning, that the way one interprets a dream literally, literally will affect the dream's outcome. You know, once people hear that and they accept it, it's a simple thing, so to say. And once you know it, you know it. But if you don't know it, then you don't know it. And it, and it makes all of the difference. So here's the story. Bar Hedya, for those of us who are, learn, are using the Gemara, we're going to page 56A1. That's the number over here in the Sefer. Dafnun Vav Amad Aleph. Again, in the art scroll, it's 56A1. We are in middle of the left-hand column. Bar Hedya, which is the name of someone, Mefasher Chalom he was an interpreter of dreams. Now, man agro, whoever gave him payment for her services, and he took payment up front, is mafsher leilamalyusa. He would interpret that person's dream in a proper way. Man agro, whoever did not give him payment. So imagine he could have opted not to interpret, but that was not his option. So what he did was mafsher leiligreyusa. He would interpret the dreams negatively. And listen to this, Abaya and Rava. Just some background to both Abaya and Rava. Abaya and Rava, they were contemporaries. You have these pairs of sages throughout the Talmud that they're the ones that always argue. And that's how it happened in all generations. We advocate, we celebrate a diversity of, 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 of opinions. It's called a machloikas. A machloikas l'shem shamayim. And you have, in every generation, you had like the two, that they were the ones that uh, personified the two opposite sides of the coin. And the same is true with Abai and Rava. Now they actually, they learned under the same teacher. They were very close friends. They were actually relatives. They were both Kohanim. They were both descendants from Eli the Koyin. And Bederach Agav, just tangentially, Eli Koyin, tragically, his descendants were cursed that they should have a very short life. And many of them did not live beyond 20 or 30 years. Abai and Rava, relative to their contempt, to their family members, they lived relatively longer. One lived until 40, one lived until 60, which was then considered already 60 was like a good long life. But that was special merits that they had. In any event, listen to the tzaras of this Jew Rava. So Abai and Rava had a dream. And, and as, we'll, as we'll learn, many times over, they had, a, they had almost an identical a dream. And they both went to, they went to the same dream interpreter. It just it happened to be that Abaye had in his habit, he would pay him a zuz. A zuz can mean a zuz, a zuz can mean a dollar. It's not about the amount of, but Abaye was in the habit of paying for the service. Rava was in the habit that he didn't pay for that service of hearing a, a, an interpretation. And because of that, like we just mentioned, that Barhedia, that was his... Uh, um, M.O., his motto de operandus, is that if you paid him, he would give you a good interpretation. If not, he would give you a negative interpretation. So, Omri Lay, and now we're going to go through many dreams. 
Now, what's, what's very informative from the story, aside of the tragic part of it, is that here we are starting to hear Toyredika associations with images that you see in your dream. And even like we mentioned, the dream Taka follows one's interpretation, but there has to be some rhyme and reason. It's not like, you know, okay, I'm going to always give it a positive interpretation, and no matter what you tell me, I'm going to say, oh, that was great. Well, that's better than nothing. And we already had that whole uh, mantra that we're supposed to say before, that whole incantation. But a lot better if we can draw from these chazals, from this Gemara and other places, and make real associations. But as we'll see, many imagery could be interpreted both in the positive and in the opposite. So the, it begins with verses. So there is a Pasik where it says, This is part of the the admonition. So you have verses in the Torah that are written twice that speak about um, really words of terrible calamities that were foretold by Moshe that will befall the Jewish people. Tragically, they all came to fruition too many times already. But one verse is that your ox will be slaughtered in front of your eyes, but you won't eat from it. So Lerava Amar Leiturava, who Rava did not pay, so he had dreamt about that verse. So he told him, well, you know, that means, you know, your ox will be slaughtered in front of you. It means, Pasik Iskach, that your business dealings will fail. You'll, you know, you'll chapter 11, as they say in English. And and more than that, when it says that your ox will be slaughtered in front of your eyes, but you won't eat from it, what that means is that because of your sorrow, because of your depression, of your downturn in business, you won't, you'll lose your appetite to eat in general. You know, it's not your ox, your ox, it's your business. That your business will get lost and you're going to lose your appetite. And Abaye, Abaye had the same verse in his dream. He went over to the same dream interpreter. He happened to be the one paying the zuz, the dollar, the coin. And he told him ah, the opposite. That marvach iskoch, the verse means that your business will profit a lot. And and you won't be able to eat because of your tremendous joy. In other words, emotions in excess, whether in positive or God forbid in the negative, they interfere with one's appetite. Very happy, very excited. You don't need to eat. You're floating in the ninth in the cloud. God forbid the opposite, very depressed. You lose your interest to eat. So it's both a verse about people losing their food. And he was the one that gave the reason for it. It's going to happen. Question is, why will it happen? So to Abaya, because of good. And to Rava, because of bad. Omri lay. At a further time, at a later time, again they dreamt, and they also dreamt a verse from the same Toichacha in the portion of Kisavai. There the Torah writes that God forbid, that you'll have sons and you'll have daughters, but they're going to go into captivity. So Lerava Amarlei, to Rava Barhedya says, ah, I'll tell you what that means. That Kivishu uh, say, it means that uh, God forbid, your children will be taken into captivity. Literally. Your kids will be kidnapped. And this is really tragic because that's what happened to some of his children. And Labaya Amalei, and to Abaya he says, Ah, but Nachu Benasach Nefishe, you're going to have many children. Umisanivan Benasach Alma, and your daughters will get married to son in laws that live in a different location. And what's going to happen? Umidamian Ba'apach Kedako Azla Bashivya. And it's going to feel to you as if your daughters went into captivity because your daughters will move away from where you live. 
So here again we see, they dreamt a verse that writes, that says clearly that God forbid, a curse that someone's ch- the children will, will be taken captives. Well, it can mean, God forbid, kipshutai, which is what happened to Oravas or some of his children, or it can mean that your daughters will get married and they'll move to a different city, they'll move to a different country. And, um, which is the biggest bracha, biggest bracha not that they're moving away, the biggest bracha that they're going to get married. Nothing negative is going to happen to them, it's just that they're going to move away. Another dream, that Akron, we had in our dream, and you see great people dream about verses in the Torah, that Bonechu la'am acher. This is a quote again from the same Torah, that your sons and daughters will be given to another people. So to Abaya, Barhedi interpreted, Bonechu Bonasach Nefish, and again you will have a lot of children, many sons and daughters, and what's going to happen when the time comes to find Shaduchim for them? At Omerat Likorivach. You will try to uh, impress over your wife that you want your kids to get married to your relatives. And Vihi, your wife is going to disagree and she's going to say, no, 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 I want our kids to get married to my relatives. And Va'ach Baloch, and she will win this argument. And Via and your children will get married to her relatives. And that's the meaning of the verse that your sons and daughters will be given to another people. Who are the other people? Your wife's family. That's the other people. Oh, to Rava he says, and this is terrible, that the Visu Shechiva, that that your wife will pass away. And therefore, you're going to get married again. So now your kids will have a stepmother. And your children, your sons and daughters, will fall in the hands of another woman. They'll be given over to another nation. That means that they'll be raised by another woman, not their biological mother. And, you know, so it's imagined that when he said that to that is, according to what we're learning, that is, so to say, the channel through which Rava's wife passed away. Geferlach. The next statement. And the Omar Rav, Omar Rabbi Yomar Abba, Omar Rav, turning to page 56a2, that my dechsev, as we already learned, what's the meaning of this verse, that that your sons and your daughters will be given over to another people, this is part of the Toichacha, that refers to a stepmother, to a father's new wife. All right. Then write it. Ekron the Chalmen, they both had a dream another time in which they were told, Go eat your bread with joy. Right, this is a Pasik that we have in Koyhelas. This is a Pasik that the Rebbe used to say at the end of every Yom Kippur. When he wished everyone good Yantiv, that's a verse that we quote. That we know we did, we paid our dues, so to say, we underwent a fast day. Now it's a mitzvah to go eat our bread with joy. So to Abayi, he says, you know what that verse means? That marvach iskach v'achrat vishosis, that your business will prosper, and you'll have all the money you need to eat more and to drink more, you'll have abundance. And the korisa psukah mechad v'delibach. And during your celebration, you're going to be reading this verse. Lech achoyl b'simcha lachmecha. To Rava, he says, God forbid the opposite. That psak iskach, that your business will fail. Tovacht, and therefore... You're going to have so much financial tzadahs that even when you slaughter an animal to eat, you're not going to have the appetite to eat and to drink. And and you're going to read this verse as a means of trying to calm your fears down. Now, I just want to mention about quoting verses in order to calm one's fears down is something of, of, of a problematic nature. 
Lo pashut. It's not so simple to use verses in the Torah for healing. And uh, not that we're that much into incantations, but alachash, an incantation, is something that the Talmud is filled with, mamish. And there are two types of incantations. One is that if something already not good happened, if something negative happened, you're saying something to get you out of the tzara, that's problematic. We're not supposed to quote psukim of the Torah. We're not allowed to sort of say, use the Torah to remedy an illness. But then you have verses that we quote to prevent, to prevent something from happening. And whatever, whether, whether it is to prevent a dog of biting you, you know, if people know that lachash, you're supposed to quote the Pasik, that olachol b'nei Yisrael, or you have over here a person who is uh, afraid that you're going to get a panic attack. So they're saying this verse as a preventative measure. That's something that's permitted. So Barhedi is telling him, you're going to need to say this Pasik as a lachash. God forbid. They invited. They, again, they had a dream. And again, they dreamt a verse. And it's all in the same parsha of the Toichacha. It says in the verse, Zera Rav Hasada, that uh, you will take abundant seed out to the field. Now, th- th- that's, that's nice, but then the Pasek continues that you will harvest very little because locusts will devour it. So to Abayan, right, he, he, he focused on the beginning of the Pasek that a lot, of, a lot of seed you'll take out to your field. The other part of the verse, he, he, he doesn't have to be explained. That's the foolish part of the dream. To the Rava, he says, ah, you dreamt that verse for the Sefer because God wanted to tell you that uh, whatever you'll plant will be devoured by the locust. You'll have a very small, a very uh, meager harvest this year. In the next verse, in the next time they dreamt, now it's, it's almost ironic that Rava kept on going back to the same guy. And it's even more ironic because Rava and Abayar, they were Chavedim. And it, it, it's almost irrational to say that had they shared the interpretation of this expert, that the Rava wouldn't have realized that it's impossible that we are both having exactly the same dream. And what, to me, I'm always getting the negative interpretation and he's getting the positive interpretation. One did not know of the other. One didn't know of the other. You know, when a guy had a dream, they went over to Barhedia, but it was like private, uh, private information. No one shared it. And L'choyda, that's the pshat over here. Anyway, again, they have in a dream. In the dream, they had a verse. And the verse says that Zesim that olive trees, you will have throughout the boundaries. Right? But then it says that you won't be able to anoint yourself with oil. You're not going to have oil. Why? Because the olives will drop off the trees before they matured and they're not going to produce oil. That's the verse. So here again, to Abaya, he read the, he says, ah, God is telling you that you'll have a lot of olive trees. That means you'll have a lot of land. And to Rava, he says, no, God is letting you know in your dream the, the, the latter part of the verse, that even the trees that you have, the, the fruits, in the case here, olives, they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're not going to reach maturity and they're going to just remain inferior an inferior product. They both again had a dream, that the peoples of the world will see that God's name is proclaimed upon you. Right, Viyarumi Mekon, they'll be afraid of you. So to Abaya says, you know what that means? That that the name will spread, that you became the head of the academy. Abaya became the head of the academy. And because of that, a Masach Nafalt Ba'alma, people will have reverence to you. To Ravid says that Bidaino de Malka Itbar. What's gonna happen is, is that someone is gonna break into the uh, king's treasury. And they're going to accuse that you were the one that did it. They're going to go. They're going to go arrest you. 
And vadayonik kol almach kavochaymer minach. When it says the whole world will be a, will be in awe from you, it means that they're going to say to themselves that if Rava was caught making a crime, then we for sure have to be cautious and be afraid of stealing from the government because you see the government. They get anyone. They even get the leader of the Jewish people. Can you imagine? And indeed, the next day, Rava was arrested for stealing from the king's treasury. So that's an amazing thing. Imagine what would happen today if the leading Jewish rabbi would be arrested, I don't know, from stealing from the, the Federal Bank Reserve. Like, wow. Imagine. And he was innocent. But he was a... That's what happened. Omni Lay, another, another dream that they both shared in common. That Chazan Chasa al Pumdane. He saw that they both dreamt lettuce that was sitting, that was resting on the opening on the mouth of a barrel. It's like funny dreams. So to Abayi, he said, I'll tell you what that means. It means that if Iskach Kechasa, that your business will double like lettuce. Lettuce is a, is a vegetable that are very wide, right? In other words, that they come already, you know, folded over, creased over, but if you can flatten them out, and the leaf is much bigger than it appears. In other words, it's a sign that your business will be like lettuce, it's going to be greater than you think. To Rava, he says, lettuce, as we know from Madar, you know, the main mitzvah of Madar is lettuce. lettuce. Lettuce is considered something bitter, right? It doesn't have to be bitter like the Svardim think sharp, that you're going to, you know, die from sweating. Bitter means that, uh, you know, romaine lettuce is called Madar somehow, it's bitter. Torava says that your business will become bitter like lettuce. The next dream. Amri lay another time. They both dreamt Chazan Bisral Pumdani. They saw meat now. They both dreamt of meat resting on the opening of a keg, on the opening of a barrel. So to Abayi he says, Ah, I'll tell you what that means. It means Basim Chamrach. It means that your wine won't only be great wine to the palate, but it's also going to be imbued with a great aroma. And, and, and wine, by the way, many people used to use wine, they used to sprinkle it in their homes, because it does produce great aromas. And you will be able to sell your meat, you'll have a one-up over your competition, because you're going to put your meat on top of your wine, and you're going to first have the aroma of the wine, so to say, get imbued in the meat, and wow, and everyone is going to go run after your, your produce, run after your merchandise. To Rava, he says the opposite, that your, your, your wine is going to turn sour, and people won't be able to drink your wine. They'll have to buy meat to be able to drink down your wine. In other words, your wine is going to be cursed. You'll need meat to camouflage. It's like the ketchup. You need something to cover up the, the inferior quality of your, of your product. Another time, says the Gemara Omri Lay, they both told us about Hedya, that Chazan Chavisa the Tali Bidikla, that we saw a barrel hanging in a palm tree. Look at these dreams. Labaya Armale to Abaya but had you interpreted that means that middale iskach kedikla. Your merchandise will grow to the heights of a palm tree. Wow. To Rava he says, Holy Ischach Ketamre, that your merchandise will be sweet like the dates of a palm tree. In other words, sweet. Sweet. It says Rashi that you'll have to sell your merchandise for so little. That for the for the purchaser, it's going to be, I got a sweet deal. You'll have to sweeten the deal in order to sell your merchandise. And, you know, anything that he did was that it should be negative. 
Again, returning to page 56, A3. Another time they both had a similar dream. And they both told him, Chazan Rumana de Karche that they saw a pomegranate that was sprouting, it was growing out the opening of their barrel, opening of their keg. So Tabaya, this Barhedya said, Ah, Ashik is Kirumana. Your merchandise will be expensive, like a pomegranate. In other words, you'll make a lot of profit. You'll get, you'll get a lot of seeds. You'll get a lot of uh, return. To Rava, he says, Kovei iskoch kiromana. It's going to become tart. It's going to become bitter. As we all know, by, by the way, when it comes to pomegranates, yeah, it can be something very sweet and it can be something very bitter. Omri lay, another time they dreamed, they dreamt, chazan chavisa dunafalabira. They both saw a barrel falling into a pit. That was their dream. So Tabaye Barhedya says that Misboye Iskach, that your merchandise will be sought out by people. Kida Omar, like one who says that Nafal Pita Babira Veloyishtakach, bread has fallen into the pit and, and you can't find it. In other words, everyone is going to be running after your merchandise. No one will be able to get enough of it. You won't have enough to supply the demand. Torava, he said, it's the opposite. Pasik Iskach, your merchandise will be ruined. And there's nothing you can do with it other than throwing it in the garbage, throwing it into the pit. Vaiter, Amri Lay, they both shared with Barhedya another dream. And what was the other dream? That Chazinon Bar Hamara de Koi a Isdon They saw a young donkey that was standing near our heads and it was doing what donkey does. It was braying, it was, you know, making donkey sounds. So to Abaye, he tells him that Malkohavis, that you will be a king. Like he told him before, you'll become the head of the yeshiva. And v'koi amoira Allah. And the way it worked is that the real main teacher had someone else with a powerful voice who mastered the local language. The real teacher spoke quietly in Hebrew. You know, a sentence or two. And then the interpreter, like the donkey, would go and they would interpret it and they would expound upon it and they would speak it out loudly. And and who who had an Amaira? Only the greatest of the great. To Rava he says that Peter Chanmoir Gohit Mitfilach. He told him that Oigavalt that the word donkey in our tfilin you have the word donkey. That that word will be erased from your tfilin. That's the meaning that the donkey is screaming. Your tfilin will become possible. Imagine. Omalei. So Rava, so Rava tells Barhedya, what are you talking about? I mean, I had this dream already a while back. And since then, I checked my tefillin. And there's nothing wrong in my tefillin. The, the phrase, Peter Chamoir, is written in my tefillin. So Barhedya responded, that Vav de Peter Chamoir vade goit mitfilach. Yeah, you might have checked your tefillin. The word is there. But look at the letter Vav that is missing. And indeed, Rava looked at his tefillin. Imagine, and the letter was missing. No, it's here you see, when it comes to something missing in the tefillin or in the mezuzah, you know, there's a cause and there's an effect. Many people think that the cause is that the letter went missing and that affected the, the person is not well. It's really the opposite. It's that when a person is not well, that finds expression in the mezuzah. And the benefit of it finding expression in the mezuzah is in the reverse is in the reverse order. That now that you found the defect, this is what the Rebbe instituted, and you fix the tefillin, that has a koyach to fix the problem within the person themselves as well. Now obviously something that demands tshuva, you know, that's the main uh, healing in the world. So this is not a cop-out or an easy way out. 
but there was something about fixing the tefillin and the mezuzah because it manifests, it sort of say it's it's susceptible to, it's sensitive to certain spiritual standings, and uh, certain ailments, certain illnesses manifest through it. It's not the cause of the illness, but it could be the cause of the heal- healing, which is very interesting. But coming back over here, says the Gemara that ultimately, there was a time that Rava had a dream that was not shared with Abaya this time. Rava went to him and he told him, I saw that the outer door of my house had fallen down. So Amalei, so to which Barhedya responds, that means it means that your wife will die, God forbid. Another time, Rava tells him that Chazoi, I saw that Kochai, the Shinai, the Natur. I saw that my molars, Kochai, my back teeth, and my front teeth, they fell out. So he tells Rava, that means, God forbid, that your sons and daughters will die. Rava tells him another time, Chazoi, Tarte, Yoin, in the park, and I saw two doves that flew away. So he tells him, It means that you will divorce not one wife, but two wives. Imagine the sending the way of a dove that by the Goyim is a symbol of peace. And that's connected also. Everything is connected to the Torah. That's because by Yoyna, he sent away the dove. But, um, but here you have a dream that when a dove flies away, it could be interpreted as, God forbid, a person getting divorced from a spouse. Omar lay another time. Rav tells this dream interpreter, Chazoi, today, God, Gelidai, the lifta I saw, two heads of turnip. What does that mean? So Amar Leibar Hedya tells him, today in Kulfei Bolalt, you are going to receive two blows with a club because a turnip looks like a stick with like a bulb on the top. And indeed, the Gemara says that that day, that day, not that he dreamt, the day that he got that, that interpretation, Rava went in the Besmedish and Ashka Chanu today Sagi and and when he gets to the yeshiva he finds two blind people that have a kominsu bahadi adadi that were fighting one with the other and Azul Rava lepoyrekinu Rava went to separate them now they're blind when you get inside a fight to separate the people you know you're taking a risk and uh, he, you know he paid the price for that umachul Rava and they were both they were trying to hit one the other but he got in the middle they both they gave blows to him. Now, when they picked up their club to hit him again, he was about to get another set of blows. So he told him, no, 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 no. In the dream, there was only two turnips. How funny is that? In other words, I'm not getting another blow because the dream, I was already yoitz in my dream. Now, says the Gemara that Lusoyf at the end, something happened that made Rava decide to start paying him for his interpretations. Like, I would never go to this guy anymore. But uh, but uh, it's like it's hard to understand what happened. But Rava felt now I'm going to deal with it, and Rava began to pay him. And now that he's paying him, he once had a dream Chazoi that Ashisa the novel. He saw that the wall of his house collapsed. Right. So before when it, when when he had a dream that his outer uh, door fell, he told him that your wife is going to die. Here he sees the wall collapsed. Ah, so Barhedya tells him this means that uh, that you will acquire boundless property. You're going to have an abundance that you can't doesn't fit within the walls. Limitless. Amar Lehi, Rava further, another time had a dream. Now he's paying him. And he tells them that I saw the mansion of my friend Abaye uh, fell down 
and the dust covered me. I was covered in its dust. So Amar Leibar Hedya tells him, ah, that must mean that Abaye is Shachiv. Abaye is going to pass away. And the leadership of the yeshiva will be given over, will be given over to you, which is taka what happened. After Abaye passed away, Rava became the new leader. I once saw that my mansion fell. And everyone came into the ruins. And Shaka Leventa, Leventa, and every person took a brick away. So what does that mean? So Amar Leibar had you told him, Ah, Shemaitza, Mevadrim Ba'alma. It means that your teachings of Torah will be uh, learned by many students and they're going to go and spread it all away throughout the world. Amar Leibar tells him that Chazoi di Ipka I saw that my head split. What a dream. And Venasar Moikri, and my brain fell out. Amalei Barhedya tells him that Udrame Beisad Yonafik, that uh, feathers came out of the pillow of your bed. That was your dream. You know, it's the, 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 the head was the pillow, and the brains are the feathers. Your, your pillow uh, got, got a hole in it. Garnish, nothing will happen to you. Amalei, another time he tells him that Akriyun Halela Mitzra Bechelma, that I once heard them reading what we call Halel. Here it's called the Egyptian Halel, because really in Tehillim there are two Halels. We'll get into that another time. But what we refer to the Halel is called the Egyptian Halel, because that was the Halel that we sung when we left Mitzrayim. So Amalei, ah, you dreamt you were saying Halel, that's because a miracle is going to happen to you. Okay, so here you have Rava and Abaya. All right, always sharing the dreams with this person. This obviously happened over many, many years. And now the Gemara says the following story. That Hava ko'ozel ba'hadei ba'arba. But Hedya was once traveling together with Rava. And being that there were so many negative dreams, or so many dreams that were negatively interpreted to Rava by this Barhadya, some of them did not come to fruition yet. But how do you know that his interpretations will have their tragic effects? So Barhedya found Rava to be someone with whom it's not safe to be in the same boat. Bechlal, traveling is dangerous. Traveling then was really dangerous. Traveling on a boat, there was a big percentage of boats that would sink. So Amar, so Barhedya told himself that Why do I have to go on a boat with someone who needs a miracle? Uh, the last story in the Gemara was when he dreamt of him saying Hallel, Barhedya told him, you're saying Hallel because a miracle will happen to you. Now when you hear that, it sounds positive. It's, it's not so positive. Why would you even need a miracle? Barhedya now understood that this guy needs a miracle. I don't want to be with a guy that might need a miracle. In other words, this, the boat might sink, he might miraculously get saved, but who says the miracle will happen to me? So uh, Barhedya ran off the boat. And when Barhedya is running off the boat, before it disembarked, Nafal Siframine, a book fell away from Barhedya's backpack. And he ran off the boat. Now Rava noticed that he was unable to give the boat back to this Barhedya dream interpreter, but he became curious and he opened up the boat. So Ashkechei Rava, Rava, who was the one that found this book and looked inside the book, and he saw that in this book he had written that all dreams follow the mouth. You know, it depends on how way the way one interprets it. So Amar, so when Rava saw this, Rava said about Barhedya, what a wicked person. Rasha, that you really, everything that happened was dependent on you. 
And Vitsaraton Kulahai, and you caused me so much pain. And Rabbi continued to say like this that Kulamachinulach, I can forgive. I can forgive for almost all that you caused. Bar mi berate derabchiz, the side of your prediction that my wife will pass away, the wife of Rava was the daughter of Rabchizda. So he refers to her, not my wife, but as the daughter of the great Rabchizda. And then he said that Yehei Rava may be the will of God, the limsalei del malchusa, that Barhedya should be handed over to the, to the government, the loy merach which will have no mercy on him. Government, the governmental, judicial system, as we know throughout, God forbid, once you fall in there, there's no Rachmanus. And when Barhedya heard about that curse, and he was afraid of the curse of Rava. So Barhedya said, My Avid, what should I do? Gimire, I, I know, I have a tradition, the Kidalas Chacham, Afilo Bechinam Hiba, that if a sage, if a, if a tzaddik curses, even if it's, so to say, not justified, it's unprovoked, it's going to come to fruition. And certainly when Rav is cursing, the Bedinakolayit, he justly cursed me. So Omar, so he decided, Ekum Ve'egli, I'm going to go into exile. I'm going to leave my location. I'm going to move because the sages tell us that golos mechaperes ovain that exile. Exile means not only the golos of the golos of the Jewish people. When a person uproots themselves and they move to a new location, you know, when people are younger, they might it might even sound exciting. It's very difficult. You have to restart all over again. That brings about an atonement. So, but Hedya is trying to circumvent the curse by itself imposing a golos. However, it did not work. And the Gemara says that come He ultimately, he went to Rome. And Ozil Yosef And he sat by the door of the royal treasurer. And now it happened to be that, they had, that this treasurer had a dream. And Barhedya somehow made himself available that I'm a dream interpreter. Tells him, I dreamt right, that a needle was inserted inside my finger. So Barhedya tells him, give me a zuz, give me a coin and I'll interpret it for you. But this guy did not give him a coin. So Barhedya did not, did not explain the dream. Now here you see that Barhedya did a relative tshuva. Meaning that he didn't give a negative dream interpretation, which is what he did to Rava. But on the other hand, he didn't give a positive. He said nothing. The, uh, so Amalei, the next time that this guy had a dream, this treasurer had a dream, he says that I saw that a worm was set on two of my fingers. So again, Barhedya tells him, give me a zuz and I'll give you the interpretation. But this person did not give him a coin and Barhedya did not interpret anything. Finally, he had a third dream and he tells him the dream. And he tells them, I saw that a worm was on top of all of my hand. So this time, Barhedya felt, you know what? I'm going to tell you what it means. That worms have set themselves upon the royal upon the royal silk garbs that was in the treasury. It was part of the responsibility of this uh, administrator. And the uh, Oigavalt, you better get rid of those worms. Now ultimately, what he said happened, and the silk was ruined, and the king heard about it, and the and when they brought the master of the treasury, 
right? They were they 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 sentenced him to death because it was under his care that the that the king's garments got ruined with worms. So Amar Lahu, but before they killed him, he tells the government, "Ano amai? Why are you killing me? You're killing the wrong guy." Why didn't you kill the, the, that guy that knew that knew what it meant? And I already had multiple dreams before he spilled the beans, before he gave his interpretation, and had he told me beforehand what my dreams meant, then maybe it would have been sufficient time to save the king's silks from ruin. Now here it's interesting because we are the whole theme of this whole story is that the dreams go after the interpretation. But we also learned in the prior classes that even though the interpretation has the power to transform a dream, but if the dream is taka something of negativity, then just by you not giving any interpretation, you don't erase its negativity. You just don't allow it to manifest as much as it could. So there is a certain culpability that even even though Barhedia did not give a negative interpretation, but had he given a positive interpretation, he could have he could have turned it around, which he did not. And they bring Barhedia. And Omri lay, and they tell him that Amtu Zuza Didach. They found out all about him. They found out that if you pay him, he gives good interpretations. So he says, because of you not getting one coin, Kharvu, we're turning to page 56b1. Shiroi Demalko, all of the silks. Of the king were destroyed because of your lousy coin, and they were they. And what did the government do to him? And kafisu train arose bechavla. They bound together two cedar trees with a rope. This is a terrible death. And asur chad kari lahad arza, and they tied one leg to one cedar tree. Vachad kari lahay arza, and the other leg to another cedar tree. And v'sharu lechavla, and they untied the rope that was keeping the two trees together. So now the trees naturally went back apart. And ad the istalikreshe until his head split. And ozal kolchad vechad vekamaduchte as each cedar tree recoiled back to its original place. And veitzdalik vanafel betrain and about Hedja's body was split into two. So wow. So wow, we what a what an exciting story. Bela is so happy. I'm just for those who can't see, she has a big smile. There's a lot to be learned over here. I think the most important thing is that we began today, and there's going to be a lot more of of associations of meanings, whether it is to verses, which we had a lot today, but we had also some imagery, and that's something that most people will relate to because not all of us merit to dream with verses. But as we continue. God willing, in the subsequent weeks, we're going to have a lot more of different imagery. And even, let's just close, what we, very importantly, the, the Roman government understood that Barhedia's lack of positive interpretation was part of the problem. So here we have a, a takeaway. The takeaway is, is that whether we um, feel Avas Yisrael towards the Jew that's sharing a dream, because they're giving us a coin or whatever that means in your world, or whether we feel that they're not treating us appropriately, we should be very careful because there is a big koyach to dreams and there is an equal koyach with its interpretation. And in the positive, whenever we give a dream a authentic positive spin, an authentic positive uh, verbal interpretation, we mamish effectively um, uplift, uplift our fellow Jew and that's our our merit as well as our responsibility.